I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz, and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Yo, check out the award-winning docuseries Elementary Genocide. This docuseries provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. This docuseries features Dr. Umar Johnson, Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, Killer Mike, David Banner, Professor James Small, Kaba Kamene, and so many other people. Check out Elementary Genocide, the School to Prison Pipeline, Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, and the latest installment, Elementary Genocide 3, The Academic Holocaust. It's all available now at elementarygenocide.com. Peace and Black Power family, this is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and this is another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. This episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast is being sponsored by the 7th Annual Ujama Fest, which takes place Saturday, December 23rd. This event centers around financial literacy and cooperative economics, which is one of the many principles of Kwanzaa. Last year, over 900 people came out. Make sure you are there. Remember, family, Saturday, December 23rd, all roads lead to Atlanta. Are you an entertainer or are you a committed person to uh, black people? I'm so glad you asked that question. I believe that the liberation and salvation of the black nation must be brought about by black people gaining a thorough knowledge of self after our 500 to 6,000 year Holocaust where we have lost over 600 million. And so I believe that that education process must be a process of two steps, inspiration and information. So I seriously give information, but black people are a people of rhythm and spirit. So I also give inspiration. Peace and power, black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And this is part two of buying, growing, and stacking Bitcoins. As y'all know, Bitcoins has been a hot topic in the financial community, the black community, and anybody else that is interested in wealth and prosperity. 
So we have a special guest in the building tonight. And I don't like reading long bios. And I'm going to give her the opportunity to explain who she is and why she is interested in Bitcoin and what's her dealings with the Bitcoin industry. Well, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Nikolai, Nikolai Pizarro. I'm the Bitcoin mama. And in general, I'm a community educator. I'm an author. Um, and I work mostly with parenting and in the area of literacy, which definitely um, I've benefited from your work as well. So, but before I started getting into community work, I was in financial services. So I have an MBA and I have been in financial services for about 15 years. Um, and there's one thing that I know is that the reason that I can do community work and I can do work that I love, it's because I have been able to create passive income and multiple streams of income in order to be able to do the work that you love because it takes money. It takes money to do your work. So it's great that we're, you know, I've always wanted to do righteous work, but I didn't want to be a poor righteous teacher. Um, in order to do that, you have to secure the bag, right? You have to secure your finances. Absolutely. So that's, um, so because I've always kind of been in financial services and I believe that we do have to, um, secure our financial position, um, that kind of led into me finding out about Bitcoin, learning about Bitcoin. I looked at it about a year and a half ago. Um, and then about a year ago, I jumped in. My next question to you is, when did you first learn about Bitcoin and what sparked your interest in getting involved? Now, I know you said that it'd been a year when it piqued your interest, but what specifically sparked your interest to make you want to get involved? It was one of those things where, you know, you hear about um, kind of you hear about stuff on on the Internet or you hear about stuff just in in pop culture. Right. So I, I heard about this and I actually I saw this in best. I was in Best Buy and it had to be over a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And they were selling at that time. It was very profitable to mine it in your own house. You can mine it. You can find it. And there was this little gadget that they were selling for like $500. And, you know, Bitcoin at the time was like $200. And then it's one of those things that it stays in your head. Somebody was, because I'm always on, I'm all, always looking for money. So somebody kind of put that seed and told me the gadget and it didn't, it sounded too, it sounded like, you know, science fiction. So, you know, the seed was there, but I was like, man, this is not real. And then a year and a half later, you know, at the time it was like maybe $75 for a Bitcoin. Um, some time goes by and then I see that this thing is like $700. That's, you know, you understand now that's not the same 75 bucks. Absolutely. <laughs> and so once I saw that, I started looking into it and then, you know, it took me about six months of me really doing what a lot of people are doing right now saying that you're going to research and really there's nothing that much to research. And so just reading and messing around and then it went to a thousand and I said, you know what? I just lost because I could have, you know, I could have bought a 700. So um, once it got to a thousand, I was like, well, I'm paying a price to miss out on the upside. So let me go ahead and jump in. And I think that's what's happening with a lot of people. A lot of people are confused whether they should jump in now or see if the market is going to crash and i think for those that do decide to go that route that they blocking their blessings because one of the things i like to tell people is that don't invest anything that you can't stand to lose so 
with the investment, you should invest a little at time. And as time progress and money becomes plentiful, you can invest more. Absolutely. Not to cut you off, but uh, I do want to um, commend you on the last show that you had on Bitcoin. Absolutely. If, if there's anybody out there that needs a primer, that's the show to watch. I mean, to, to listen to. Um, I listened to the episode and I was, you know, I was enjoying it because the information is so accurate and there's so much, so much misinformation out there and the information was definitely on point. So if anybody wants a primer, that's where you start. Um, but yeah, we, I tell people don't bet, uh, don't bet the bank. Um, but at the same time, it's like all you have to do is repurpose your dollars because you're going to spend it anyway. Absolutely. Um, a lot of times I know people that have just really quick. I, I had, we were looking at a customer that purchased $60 back in April and putting it in a particular platform. So not only that they do Bitcoin, but they also put it in a platform of growth. And just this week, it was worth $632. And that was back in April? That was back in April. So, you know, will it do that again? Maybe not. But it's definitely not going to do $62 and she was going to spend that money anyway. So a lot of us just need to... Again, to reference back your previous um, episode, you know, you have to, you know, pay to learn and just repurposing our dollars and learning as we go. Um, I wouldn't tell, I don't tell anybody sell all your assets or, you know, just, you know, put all your money in Bitcoin. I wouldn't do that. Um, but I definitely will say there are things that you're spending right now that you're never going to get a return. This will give you the opportunity of a return and for you to forego spending money on this is you're you're saying I'm willing to lose on the upside. You know, you, you've already counted yourself out. And that is how it should be done. But I, I think most people are sitting back and they're looking and they're waiting for other people to lose their money. Are they waiting for other people to gain financial riches before they decide to jump in the game? And I think that in itself is doing yourself a disservice. You got to be in it to win it. So with that said, I would like to ask you, since being involved, how has your experience been and how did you personally benefit financially, if at all, from being involved in the Bitcoin? Let me touch on a point you just said, you know. It's so funny because I have people that as soon as the price of Bitcoin goes down, they they call me, they text me, they DM me like, hey, it's going down. Like they're banking on it to crash. And I tell them, listen, you can't you can't you can't make money banking on somebody's demise, you know, and I tell them, just give it two days and in two days it goes back up. But they don't call you when it goes back up. You know, it's just like they're trying to prove that. There, I think sometimes we're trying to prove that we're smart because we didn't get in. You know, one of the biggest fears of people globally is the fear of looking stupid or dumb in front of our peers. And it's like we're trying to spend so much month, so much time and effort not being vulnerable and not looking like fools. And we're really having we have nothing to gain from that. And so um, a lot of times, absolutely, people are like just waiting for this to lose or now to answer your question about what have I gained. Um, I started out with $180. It's quickly, you know, 
added to that $240. And we're looking at today, I am earning $300 to $500 a day almost because I have not only spent money on Bitcoin, but um, I'm using platforms of growth. I've I've done other things with my money. I I know I shared it on your post on Facebook for those of you that follow um, people that follow you is one of the things I with some of my earnings is I, I bought a car to specifically not as a liability, but I turned that car as an asset um, into an asset because I rented out. I rented out to Uber drivers. So that's another stream of income that I was able to create with my earnings. And I take that. Now I take, you know, whether that's $500 or $600 that that makes me every month and I put that right back into cryptocurrency and then that gives me a return. So we have to um, make sure that we have a plan, but I, I can't do that unless I started with my $180. You know, at some point you have to go in and you have to have some kind of end game. You have to have some kind of vision for yourself. You have to have a big commitment. You know, a lot of times we don't spend money in these things and it's because we've already counted ourselves out. We don't believe that these things can happen to us unless you believe that you can win. And fundamentally, you, you're giving yourself a chance. Um, you're not ever you're never going to spend this kind of money, um, whether it's some people can't spend um, invest one hundred dollars a month. And it's because they don't believe um, they don't believe that in the end that they can win. I mean, if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe in tested markets, then, I mean, you, you're already out. Absolutely. Now, you said that you're making $300 a day. Now, family? That's during the week, yes. During the week, yeah. That's more money than I make on certain days. So, I want to applaud you for doing what you do and how you do it. And I think that it's a lesson to be learned from everyone. Because not only is she making money, she has created an avenue where she's getting uh, residual income. Right. And then taking money from that and putting it in other ventures. So if one fail, you always have something to fall back on. Absolutely. this is one thing that y'all need to know, family, that the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Now, if you're just looking to get rich off of Bitcoin... That's this might not be for you. And not only that, I feel like I I, I do want to say that it still has taken. I wasn't making three three to five hundred dollars a day nine months ago. You know, so people have to understand that things take time, take things time to build. So right now, I do have you know it's cr- I have a machine that's constantly cranking, but it has taken strategy and it has taken forethought and it has taken patience and um. You know, just a couple of months ago when it when it crashed, when Bitcoin crashed for two days and it was like twenty nine hundred and my business partner called me and he was upset because I had taken some more money and put it into Bitcoin. And I told him, listen, just, you know, just trust, you know, just trust. I know what I'm doing. I've been in it for, you know, now he's not upset with me. Now he's excited. But, you know, I went ahead and, and bought a whole Bitcoin, you know, when it when it went to that price. But. I say that to say is like, don't think that you're going to spend $180 today and that tomorrow, if you come to me and you tell me, can, can you, you know, can I make, can I make my $300 a day tomorrow? It's not going to happen. But the reason that I can say that I'm doing what I'm doing is because I have worked it every day for nine months. 
for those of you guys that follow me on Instagram and see my lives, I have broken down on more than one occasion crying, speaking to people because I know my mother's been working 30, 40 years. I know what I've lived through. And I know that to wake up and to see $300 in my bank account, in my Bitcoin wallet, um, and to see it in a passive way, it's very humbling. And I know that I'm called to do something with that. Um, the reason I'm doing this work is so I can do righteous work. So I have to continue to do that. But it's very humbling and it is a process. And I'm no, I'm, I don't believe that I'm more special than anybody. So I do believe anybody can do it. Speaking of righteous work, you also have an initiative where you are helping other individuals obtain the same type of success and prosperity that we all seek to obtain. So I want you to tell us about your Bitcoin investment group and what are some of the benefits one will receive by aligning themselves with said group. Well, that's the thing. And again, you you guys covered a little bit of it in the last episode. You know, a lot of the times we don't have, unlike other people, we don't have families ever had a trust or we don't, our parents didn't teach us about compounding interest or didn't teach us about finance, sound financial principles. So we might be scared. Uh, we might be unknowledgeable. And it's scary. It's a scary space because for a lot of us, we're not just learning about Bitcoin. We're just learning about investing in general. We're not just, you know, it's not, can we make money? Can we grow our money? A lot of us are just learning to make money. Some of us, you know, say, I want to make more money. And um, you tell them, how much money do you make right now? We don't even know how to read our pay stub. We don't know how much money we're bringing home. So um, we have to not just learn about Bitcoin, but learn about money get comfortable, you know, shift our minds and prepare ourselves and ask the more that we do that and the more that we're able to do that, then we can be open to Bitcoin. And one of the things that I feel very proud of is that the cryptocurrency space globally is really only about 6% women are in it. And I have over 300, um, people that I have brought into, you know, this group and 90% are black women, 90% are, um, about that 75% about our moms. And so we have a vision and we start small if, if we have to start small. Um, and everybody gets supported in the same way. Uh, we all have our why we define our why when we get frustrated, we lift each other. And so that's the benefit. The benefit is, you know, the uplifting, the benefit is the education, the benefit is, you know, and I'll go over a couple numbers at the end is understanding sound, sound financial principles, because there's a lot of people getting money in Bitcoin and turning around and they, they're, they're losing it because we're always looking for that quick lick. We're always looking for that quick break for the next hustle, for the next it thing. But if we don't practice sound financial principles, um, I could be making $300 a day and my children never really see a lifelong benefit from that if I don't do something with that, if I don't secure that. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, it's bigger than Bitcoin for me. It's bigger than, you know, even this, you know, it's just bigger than this venue. Um, it's about us empowering ourselves in a way that lasts generations. So that's what really what the group is about. You heard it right here first on Necessary Blackness podcast, family, teamwork, make the dream work. 
And I applaud you for helping out, helping the sisters specifically, because we have to start being more financially responsible. A lot of times we are committing economic suicide by buying the things that we do buy that has no value to us as a people. So I'm elated to see that the family is more interested in uh, investment, whether it be Bitcoin, whether it be the stock market, and just doing right and buying black. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be back. I will see you on the other side. And for those that are just joining us, we are talking about Bitcoin, buying, growing and stacking. Peace and power, black family. See you on the other side. This is Raheem Shabazz with my special guest, Nikolai. The Bitcoin mama. (laughs) The Bitcoin mama. Elementary Genocide provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. Visit our website at www.elementarygenocide.com. Now available, Elementary Genocide, the school to prison pipeline. Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration. And the newest release, Elementary Genocide 3, Academic Holocaust. Log on today to purchase your very own three-set docu-series. Persons interested in broadcasting a commercial can reach us via email at necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Necessary Blackness is distributed on all major podcast platforms iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and Google Play. We'll also promote your business and product across our various social media networks, reaching over 100,000 people daily. Tune in for the drop. I am Dr. Kira Taylor. And when I'm tired of listening to fake news, I will listen to some real news and I will check into the Necessary Blackness podcast with my friend Raheem Shabazz. Raheem Shabazz is one of my guys from way back and you're now listening to his show, Necessary Blackness Podcast. Stay tuned. This is Akua of Cultivated Roots Media and I choose to tune in to Necessary Blackness because staying connected to my blackness is very necessary. Peace. This is Prince Coach Law, and I stay tuned into Necessary Blackness Podcast with Raheem Shabazz. Peace and power. This is E-Reporting Live and you're tuned in to Necessary Blackness with my boy Raheem Shabazz. Yeah, this is Professor Ed Garns, founder of The Wonderful from Afros to Shell Toes and Sweet Tea Ethics. When I am not spreading liberation theology throughout my classrooms as an African-centered therapist, I am chilling with my homie, Raheem Shabazz, on the Necessary Blackness Podcast. It's essential. Hey, what's going on, man? It's Arthur M. Henry here. Whenever I want to get the latest on politics, social life issues facing our black community, I tune in to Necessary Blackness with Raheem Shabazz. This is Shalee. When I'm not in the gym, I'm checking my son out on his podcast each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Make sure you check out Raheem Shabazz. Peace and blessings, beautiful people. This is your girl, Ashton Brianna. Just wanted to get out here and let you know that... Whatever you're doing, no matter where you are on Wednesday night, you can tune into Necessary Blackness, the podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, uh, where else? Anywhere. And you get to listen to me. So why not? Necessary Blackness. 
Wednesdays. Hey guys, this is Evan A.G. of Having My Say Radio. When I'm not having my own say on my radio show every Monday from 9 to 11 p.m. on Love 860, I am tuned in to the Necessary Blackness podcast with Raheem Shabazz. This is Chi-Town's finest, Khadidra, and when I'm relaxing, I enjoy listening to Necessary Blackness podcast with Raheem Shabazz. Yo, this is Cambino, and when I'm riding down Stony, all I listen to is Necessary Blackness podcast with my guy Raheem Shabazz. Peace. This is Zaza Ali. And when I am not studying the science of the universe and the laws of creation, I am listening to the big homie Raheem Shabazz on Necessary Blackness. Make sure you support. Peace. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. (laughs) Now our feature presentation. Peace and power, black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are back from our quick commercial break. And I'm sitting here with Nikolai, the Bitcoin mama. And we are talking about buying, growing, and stacking Bitcoins. So I want to ask you, Nikolai, um... We spoke a lot about the upside of the investment in Bitcoin. What I want to know from you is what are some of the myths you heard about Bitcoin that was later found out not to be true? Um, I would say one of the things, um, a lot of the times people, when they, when they tell me Bitcoin now... Now it's more popular, but before it's like, oh, that's what's used for the dark web. You know, that's the currency that's used for, um, you know, to do illegal transactions. A lot of people were just getting that from the Internet. And definitely um, in its early days, uh, that's really, you know, a lot of people were using Bitcoin for that. Absolutely. But it definitely has evolved into something that's much more um mainstream much more acceptable the other thing is that you know you you might have to go through some verifications a lot of a lot of these companies that do have investment platforms or do have growth platforms the reason that they're able to stay um that the governments aren't coming after them is because they are making the they are making the cust- the the customers actually you know verify their identity and that keeps from you know sometimes we do want our money um we do want our Bitcoin. We do. We don't want the government coming after us and seizing our Bitcoin. So that's what we like about it. And so we're hesitant to um, give up our identity when we go into these investment groups. The great thing about it is that we're not giving out our social, and that the U.S. doesn't have jurisdiction over this Bitcoin. And so they can't come in there if you owe student loans, or they can't come in there even if you owe um, the IRS a bill. Um, yes, for Coinbase, and I think you're the previous guest and the other in the other um, episode mentioned it. If you keep it on an exchange like Coinbase, they can freeze your account um, for certain things. But if you just keep it in your wallet, um, nobody can come in there and get that Bitcoin. And so um, in terms of the myths is that one, that is absolutely anonymous. Some platforms do make you, um, some platforms do make you verify your identity. But um, two, and not necessarily like this, that this was a myth, but that the government can seize your Bitcoin. Um, they can't, you know, just make sure that you're keeping it offline, that you're keeping it in a wallet and then you have your private keys. So those are, you know, those are two things. The other thing is people are saying, you know, 
it is a volatile market, absolutely, if you're buying it moment by moment. But if you look at what has happened in the last year, it's gone up way more than it's gone down. And so, you know, just these, this fear that, you know, everybody puts around, you know, media and these banks and all the powers that be that don't want us to participate, you know, put all this fear about how volatile and how, you know, the prices are ranging. You know, there's a $200 range. So, yeah, it could be a th- 10000 in the morning and it might be 900 9,987. That's not volatility. You know, there's a range. Um, and so, so is that. It's not nearly as volatile right now, especially the last six months. Speaking of that range, it's at 11,000 right now. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Wow. So the range it's, is going up. Yes. Yeah, not down, fellas. And a lot of times, you know, people say, well, it can go, it could crash. Or what if, you know, what if this crashes? Or what if this happened? Or what if that happens? And I tell people, look, listen. When we're talking about anything can happen, anything can happen in life. Listen, I, I, I lived when I was in financial services, it was through September 11th. So we know that anything can happen, but we don't look at the possibility when we're dealing with money and we're dealing with, you know, projections. We don't look at what's possible. We look at what's probable. So it's possible that Bitcoin might crash. But when you look at entire countries now using it. When we look at when you did the last episode, it was one exchange that now is trading um, futures. NASDAQ just said that they were going to do it. That's another major exchange. So when you're looking at major exchanges that are creating platforms for Bitcoin, when you look at major retailers, when you look at entire countries, yes, something could happen, but we're not looking at what could happen. We're looking at what's probable, right? And so, you know, that's those are kind of the... The things that I would say are myths that are out there. All that fear that is out there, like this is just going to crash tomorrow, is not. Now, you talk about exchange. I know here in Atlanta, a lot of people don't notice that the Kroger on Cascade by 285, you actually can um, buy Bitcoins. They have a machine. It's incredible. I mean, people say, where do I... People, this is another, when we look at the myths, people, people ask me, what can you do with Bitcoin? How do you spend it? How liquid? You know, there's all these people just don't realize that. They want to know how they can spend it before, before they get it. How to invest in it. So it's crazy because people say, tell me all the time, like, how can I make money in Bitcoin? And I say, you know what? It's no different than dollars, right? You have to save. You have to invest. Every billionaire financial investor that's out there says, the way to become wealthy is to invest. So not only do you have to buy Bitcoin, so we can buy Bitcoin, but if you really want to amass wealth, you do have to invest your Bitcoin. You have to grow it. Yeah. And so it's no different than than dollars. And the other thing is we have to stop spending it before we even get it. It's just like it's, it's the same thing. And that's what comes back to the investment group. If we don't change our mind and our mindset, it's no different. So we go from being dollar consumers to being Bitcoin consumers. That's just a consumer with another name. So we have to make sure that we change that. But people in terms of it's incredible. People say, where can I spend it? What can I do with it? Where can I get it? Man, if you Google Bitcoin ATM near me, there's one bound to be one near you. And that's that's growing. Um, so absolutely, we have more access to Bitcoin. We have more access to other cryptocurrencies. Um, you know, it's there. But we also have to get out of that, you know, 
quick desire to spend, you know, like, where can I spend it? You're not supposed to spend it. That's what you're trying to do here. Accumulate wealth. But, um, but you can't spend it anywhere. I take some of my returns. So what I do is I take every, every single day, I, I reinvest. Mm-hmm. I re, you know, I, I refeed the machine that's feeding me. And then some of it I put in things that have nothing to do with cryptocurrency. I do that every single day so that that compounds. And then, you know, I also have a son that I have to, and a daughter, and and I have to pay bills and I have to do things. And um, one of the things that I feel very proud of after um, Hurricane Maria, my family in Puerto Rico was stuck. And my brother called me. My brother is my big brother. He's my hero. He's everything to me. Nine years older than me. He called me. He said, get me out of here. And I heard I heard desperation in his voice. And at the time, the tickets were $800, $1,200, $1,600. And the fact that I said, I got you. And I was able to do it with Bitcoin, with with, with this vessel, um, you know, was incredible. So we, you know, we can spend it with anything. It spends just like cash, but we're trying not to spend it. That's the whole point. We're trying to invest it. We're trying to invest it. That's right. Now, I want to talk about your investment group. Now, I'm going to ask you, your investment group, is it where everybody invests a certain amount and the whole group shares in the profit? Or is it a group where individuals invest what they can? No, it's definitely everybody's investing their own their own money in their own range. It's more a support group and a vision group and an education group. Now, let me ask you something. Why you haven't done it as a group of sisters where you know everybody invests something and then at the end y'all all share in the spoils the way compounding interest works is that when you put more money right it compounds like the more money you put in and for the long longer the the faster it grows and so i have two people that i do that with and those people are very close to me right um but it gets really muddy in terms of how to split that as the pie grows. The other thing is that some of the platforms that we're using won't let you pull money out, right? And so if somebody wants to pull money out, then it's like, how how long have you had it in there? So it's just very tricky for us to use the platforms that we're using and then divvy it up amongst people who, are, who don't have a relationship. But with if, if each those other. platforms in the future come up with a mechanism, absolutely, absolutely, that would be, be open. a good idea. Absolutely, because I'm all for you know financial prosperity, but I really just think it doesn't really serve us the greater purpose if it's done on an individual basis. But if we can do this as a group of people then it it helps more because we can take that money and invest in buying real estate and invest in buying property and you know well some mechanisms lend themselves more more to that than others so for example um with this with the crypto space right so i have things that i do with bitcoin and i have that stream and my business partner that I told you wasn't so ha- happy with me. Um, we do real estate together, for example. So with real estate, it's a lot easier to do that. And so we might take money where our individual. So I might take some of my account 
I have my own thing going on with Bitcoin. He has his own thing going on with Bitcoin. But we do take returns and we have committed those returns to doing the real estate stuff together. And so even if we don't pool the money together for the Bitcoin, we can still build and do other things together that lend themselves to, you know, divvying up the, the profits. So it's a win-win for you all around the board. And it could be a win-win for you. You just got to be in it to win it. But I say with anything in life, make sure you do your research. And make sure, I mean, my thing is repurpose dollars that you are not going to miss. Repurpose dollars that are not giving you a return and put them into something that gives you the possibility of a return. So, you know, don't don't bet. Don't, you know, don't spend money that it would be irresponsible to to spend. Don't spend money that is going to hurt you, but definitely spend money, spend money. You have to spend money on yourself. You have to grow. You have to take out money for your children, for your future. I know that there's several cryptocurrencies and we talked about in our last episode. I know they have Litecoin, Mm -hmm. which is uh, selling very good right now. And I think it might be at a hundred dollars. I'm hearing the saying that Litecoin is silver to Bitcoin's gold. What is your thoughts on that? It might be bronze. <laughs> bronze? <really? laughs> it might get bronze. Um, you know, out of the more popular um, cryptocurrencies, Litecoin has made me the least money. What about Ether? I've definitely made money with Ether. And I think, um, I think so even so somebody says, I just have $100, I tell them do 70 uh, do 70 Bitcoin, 30. And, you know, I think maybe a couple of months ago, a few months ago, I would tell people, you know, in order to get new cryptocurrencies, in order to get new things, you need Bitcoins. And, and your last guest spoke about it. And a lot of the exchanges, even to get, in order to buy a new coin or buy another coin, you, you do the transaction in Bitcoin. So you want to have more Bitcoin. But a lot of these... You know, we're doing this again, not for the quick lick, the quick run, but forward thinking long term. A lot of these new coins, a lot of these new tokens are now um, having you buy it in Ether. And so that's why I feel like, you know, you need you need to have it and it's going up in in value. And so, you know, that would be my preference. And I would say that that's silver. Now, I see you got this paper over there, right? And I'm being nosy and I'm looking and I see 600 percent. 2.5 2.5 million and you said you was gonna go over some numbers with us i have to go over these numbers right so um and this is not about bitcoin but this is how i want to make sure that you know we're edu- you again because you did such a good job at the last episode i wanted to bring something contribute something um that would add value okay. um and so a lot of us can make a quick money with Bitcoin and not keep it in our families for generations. And it's because we don't understand one of the things that everybody should understand, which is compounding interest. So I just want to do two quick examples of the power of compounding interest. And the reason I say that is we have to, these gains that we're making with Bitcoin or these gains that we're making with Ether or whoever's making money with, you know, Ripple or Litecoin, whatever, we have to continue to reinvest them and to feed the machine. We have to take advantage of the power of compounding interest. So we have two guys, right? We have James. We're going to have a, a, 
a brother and a sister. We have James and we have Felicia, right? James decided at age 20, and this is something we should be teaching all of our kids, at age 20, that he was going to start putting um, $300 a month, right? Just $300 a month up. And he is going to do that every single month so that every year, that's about four grand, right? And he started doing it at 20, and at 40, he said, I'm done. I have kids now. I can't do it. And he stopped, absolutely stopped putting that $300 a month up, right? You following the numbers? I'm following the numbers. 20 years, $300. And then he stops and never does it again. A month. Right. And he invested. So he doesn't just put it up. He's going to invest it. He's going to get about 10% in the stock market. Mind you, we're getting way more than that 10%, right? In, in, in cryptocurrency space. But let's say it was just 10%. So he ends up 20 years, puts it up, and then stops. At the age of t- 65, he has $2.5 million. Man. How many of us, you know, could have put $300 a month? You know, when we started at 20, now we're 40. I'm pushing. I'm almost 40. Um, I ain't telling my I'm all, I'm close. I'm, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm close. Um, $300 a month. That's it. Or maybe, you know, once a year when we got a tax refund check, whatever. But $4,000 um, a year for 20 years. That's at age 65. Never doing it again. That's $2.5 million. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, Felicia... She uh she saw that he amounted a particular amount of money. Um, when she was forty, she said, "You know, I need to go ahead and get that." So that would be Felicia might be me, me today, right? And um, she says, "Let me go ahead and put those three hundred dollars." So she goes and puts those three hundred dollars up until she's sixty-five. So that's twenty-five years, right? Her brother James had stopped putting money in there. Um. When she's 65 and he's 65, when she only has $400,000, she put money in there for five more years and she only has $400,000. Why is that? Because he he still had, when he stopped at 40, he left the money there. So he has continued to receive compounding interest for those additional 20 years. Hmm. So because he stopped putting money in his machine, but it had a longer time to just go. He left it alone. He continued to get his um, his 10% in the market, and he was able to get 600% more return. Wow. So, again, the lesson in this is you have to not just get in, but get in and stay in. You have to continue to reinvest your money every single month. And yes, you can pull some out, but you always want to be pulling out less than you're putting in. Absolutely. And you know, it's unfortunate that I haven't learned none of that until I was in my late 30s. And then... You might learn it, but the thing about it is, with this, you didn't do it. So none of this makes sense. So when when people start talking to me and they come to me, I said, listen, are you ready to make a decision today? Because I can, you we can, I can sit with you and research, and we can talk about Bitcoin. But if you're not ready to spend fifty dollars today, or sixty dollars today, or a hundred dollars today, I'm not ready to talk to you. Because none of this knowledge does us any good unless we take action. So you know, compounding interest only it starts on the day that you 
actually get in or this return that you have on Bitcoin it only starts on the day that you purchase and so I'm always telling people even if it's fifty dollars you it only helps it only serves you if you take action today you heard it right here first on necessary blackness podcast family we have to take action first she's talking about investing fifty dollars a hundred dollars I can't pay my cell phone bill with fifty dollars $100, I can't get my clothes out of the cleaners with that type of money. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I'm going to take that $100, I'm going to take that $50, and I'm going to invest. And I already started investing, and I, and I started off really uh, small, but I'm going to ramp it up. Okay. Because guess what? <laughs> I know the right people, and I just got to pick up the phone. And that's the thing. If you're not sure about what you're doing... Try to align yourself with somebody that is already doing it and that can hold your hand and that can guide you because it's each one teach one in order to reach one. And we got to be in this together and we got to get this economical wealth. So with that said, you want to say something else? No, I mean, to to say that uh, a couple of times um, somebody told me if you want, and I think you said something very similar in in a different way, but I'm not originally from Atlanta, right? So I've been here five years. And when I go back home, people tell me I have a little bit of a country twang. The same thing with my son. He's picked it up, right? And so you're only going to pick up things from the people that you're around. So it's definitely important that, you know, if you want to be in a particular space, that you align yourself with peers. And the beautiful thing about social media and these groups, Facebook groups, the um, the group from the brother that you that you um, did the previous episode with, is that we can at least um, virtually align, align ourselves with peers. But then we also have a call and we also have a spons- responsibility to make sure that we are teaching each other on a local level. And so if you own Bitcoin and you get together in your family, we just had Thanksgiving, different holidays coming up, you know, make sure that everybody just sit around and make sure that everybody in that room has a Bitcoin wallet. You can take $10 from your from your balance and send everybody in there a dollar just so they understand that, you know, that takes the mist you know, the mystical, strange thing, veil over, it takes it out. So make sure that everybody in your family has a wallet downloaded in their phone, has $2 in it. It's not going to cost you that much. Just go ahead and share $2 with your, you know, cousin. And uh, and make sure that we're, you know, on a local level, on an immediate level, that we're turning each other into peers. So, you know, that's that's just what I wanted to add. You are 100% correct. And while you was talking about peers... I was thinking of something that's very profound that my father always said to me. And he used to always tell me, Raheem, if you be around nine broke Negroes, you bound to be the tenth. Absolutely. So surround yourself with people that's about upward mobility and that is about investing and obtaining wealth. It doesn't necessarily have to be wealth from the Bitcoin. It can be from the Mm -hmm. real estate. It can be from the stock market. But someone that is doing something that is advancing themselves and 
providing for their family. And we have to get out of, you know, every time we get together, we have to spend money. I have all these meetings at good old Starbucks with their good old free Wi-Fi, and we all sit there and we drink venti waters for free. So you have to stop just giving people. You work so hard for your money and just give it away. You know, you have to stop. My uh, my ex-husband called me and said, what does our son need for the holidays? And I said, he needs $250 in Bitcoin and $150 in Ether. And he started laughing. He said, is that what he wants? And I said, I don't care what he wants I know what he needs and so you know that's how we're going to repurpose our holiday and we both made a decision and a commitment that that's what we're doing for the holidays and so you know I also tell people whether you join my group or the next group or do whatever but again the holiday season is coming through don't 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 spend your money all right in closing is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you or something that you want to put out there in your last closing words followed by your social media handle or how people can reach you so that they can be a part of your group or learn more about Bitcoin? Um, absolutely. Just really, um, anybody can follow me on at the Bitcoin Mama. That's the T-H-E Bitcoin Mama, M-A-M-A. Um, on, um, I already... I put a lot of that stuff on my Facebook um, and you can just follow with me by my name, Nikolai Pizarro de Jesus. Um, you can get me the easiest on Instagram, but more than anything to just reiterate what I have said before is you have to get started now. You can't invest in the future. You have to start today. That's how money starts working for you today. Um, and that's it. You know, surround yourself with people and repurpose dollars that don't give you a return for the possibility of return. My name is Raheem Shabazz, and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast, and we'll see you next week at the same place and the same time. Peace and black power, family. Richness is greater than money. Richness is self-love. Richness is self-respect. Richness is all the things that build a community and build a nation. Richness is building a family. Richness is loving our children. Richness is being great black men and black women that will last for a thousand years and forever. Richness is the kind of world that we produce, and richness is our rich culture. So we're going to be rich. We're going to be rich at a greater level than ever before.